the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, another day. Another day at home. Another day of uh, inching, inching it out. You know, it was supposed to be 14 days. Now we're going into 40-something days. Now we got extensions out the yin-yang. It's like... It, we've got greater extensions than you see going on when you've got the when you've got the, the your your fat pants. I don't know if dudes have fat pants. Ladies have fat pants. It's Absolutely. The, <laughs> all my girlfriends do. Everybody I know does. It's like your winter pants, and they stretch and they expand for you. So if you you know you want to overeat during the holidays, you know you got some pants going to work with you. You know they're just like ever expanding. In fact, I think men there was a there. I think Daddy used to have wasn't there a, a, some men's pants called Expando Waist. I don't Carrot Sticks is laughing. I'm All glad. my pants are extended <laughs> It is the never-ending extension here. Uh, we got so much to talk about tonight. And, I, and, and, and we are also going to not just continue to talk about the shutdowns here, which is coup number three attempt. We are also going to talk about what could possibly be coup number four in the works. And that involved the Supreme Court of the United States today. So we got a couple of amazing guests for you guys tonight. We got the one and only Wayne Allen Root is back tonight. And I love Wayne so much because nobody can get more in 10 minutes and cross over and well as combine and connect the dots of all the topics than Wayne Allen Root. Absolutely brilliant small businessman, libertarian. He's the dude that introduces Trump every time Trump is in Nevada. And he will be here after the first break. So do not go away. You want to stay tuned for Wayne Allen Root. At the bottom half of the show, we got my gal Wendy Patrick here, legal analyst, who's going to be here to tell us what happened at SCOTUS today. And this is one of these stories that may seem like it's not that big of a deal, but it really has some far-reaching implications. And not just for President Trump, not just for the election, but for every American and our future. Because this is another way in which they are going to pierce or attempting to pierce the U.S. Constitution and seize control of our election. So a lot to cover tonight. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. Anything that you want to share with me, or if you're in San Diego, uh, we're going to talk in a minute about the updates in terms of what's supposedly reopening here and what's really being dangled by California's reopening, which really isn't. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's like that shell game, you know, um, that, that they have in the French Quarter and in the streets of New York City where you're watching. You're just sure that you're going to pick the right show with the dollar under it and then or the hurricane or cocktail under it or jello shot whatever it may be in the french quarter uh so 888-344-1170 follow me on twitter 
We are streaming live on Facebook right now on The Answer San Diego, as well as our fun group called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S, and please join us there. And the man who keeps it all rolling every night of the week, even though I don't remember the last time we were actually in the same room together, or certainly within six feet, it's the man, the myth, the legend. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get him out of here. I thought it was the pee that hit underneath the walnut in the shell game. Oh, whatever it was, whatever it is, there's there's all kinds of hand hand and uh, magic hand tricks going on, all meant to confuse us, all meant to make us think that you know, or you know, pick whatever your analogy is to where they keep they keep dangling the carrot out there, promising you this, promising you that. If you just stay patient, you know, you'll get this, and really just be a good girl or whatever. Or you know, if you if you just keep playing those scratchers or the lottery, eventually you're going to win. What pick whatever analogy you want to use. Well, it did I mean, it's two weeks, and then. Uh, I, I do remember at one point uh, the president wanting to open it up on Easter mm-hmm. and everyone getting excited for that. And now it's yeah extended. Well, and, and it's because it's going to continue to be extended forever unless we take our country back. Case in point, Gavin Newsom did his, did his noon uh, announcement today releasing guidelines to reopen. Oh, my gosh. Here's the headlines. If you don't read in the, in the ink, you might actually think into the fine print. You might actually think that Gavin Newsom's actually going to open up restaurants. And malls and offices and more. Here's some of here's some of his guidelines, though. Just and, and it sounds possibly doable but laughable at the same time. Here's here's what he's proposing for restaurants: have disposable menus or post menus online so diners can view them on their own devices. Okay, um, not that ridiculous. Cutlery, napkins, and cups should not be preset on the table before diners sit down. Okay, can you tell me why? What does it make? What 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 does it matter at what point in which your setup is placed on the table? Pre-roll, avoid use of shared condiments. Okay, I guess I need to travel with my own Worcestershire sauce and Tabasco with me everywhere I go. Pre-roll utensils and napkins before giving them to customers. Um, What does it matter whether somebody handles the utensil and rolls it in a stinking napkin or sets a proper dining room table? According to proper etiquette, takeout containers for leftovers must be filled by customers. Um, thoroughly clean tables. Um, there was one suggestion. Oh, no, here, no table side food preparation. Such a he, they actually typed this. Such as for gua- guacamole. <laughs> no more Benihana. Right. Why can why why are they not tell me why it matters whether dude is cutting up some avocado and pico de gallo next to your table or whether it's four feet away in the kitchen? This is the insanity that is being pitched to you as being for your own good. The detail of which they are going to control every aspect of our lives, every aspect of the businesses. We must restore insanity. That means if you own a business, I urge you to do what other businesses are doing. There is a mall that opened up in Northern California today that said you know what we've had one person in the hospital we reopened in our mall and we're not doing curbside and we're not doing pickup and hundreds of people showed up at the mall and you know what they did they let the people shop because there's only so many sheriff's deputies are going to be willing to go and try to arrest somebody for for opening their business which they are constitutionally allowed to do goes on to say for offices You can reopen your office if you redesign it to allow for six feet. Okay, so all these businesses that that are hanging by, uh, that are uh, alive financially on fumes are supposed to now, what, find a contractor, California closets maybe, to come out and spend, what, 50K on redesigning their office? I got a design for you, 
Gavin Newsom. Go get, get go give a looky to the beauty that is the U.S. Constitution. Close off restricted common areas. Do extra cleaning. Require employees to disinfect personal work areas. Like people aren't already require require employees to avoid handshakes. You're going to tell me who I can touch and who I can't. Every bit of this is is beyond the nanny state. Adjust or modify hours to allow people to better space out. Here's here's my favorite. Consider installing systems to bring more outside air in. <laughs> you're, you're giving that a thumbs up? They've been shutting people in now. 66% of people in New York City that that got coronavirus got it by being shut in. So now that so now they're trying is this an admission that really what we needed was outside air all along? For malls. Follow similar employee training for others. Frequently disinfect. Turn off public drinking fountain. Encourage use of credit cards. Data. Outdoor museums are being asked to keep ma- maximum capacity low. What outdoor museums do we have? What are we talking about? The statue down at the waterfront? What? Out- get- I've never heard of that. I don't even know of an outdoor museum. What the, what the stink? Is he talking about hiking Tory Pines? I guess is that considered looking at a tree? Is that considered an outside museum? However, here's the kicker. In order... After all that, even if you're willing to go use a plastic knife and fork at Ruth's Chris to eat your $50 petite filet, in order to open dine-in restaurants, offices, malls, and other businesses, phase two for counties must first prove to the state they meet the following criteria. Here it is. No more than one new COVID-19 case per 10,000 residents in the past 14 days and no COVID-19 deaths in the past 14 days. Well, given that the state can decide anytime somebody got within 20 miles of somebody with COVID that that constitutes as a COVID death, isn't it convenient that we could, that we are in a position to where we're never going to reopen? There's a barber in Michigan, 77 years old, that has never shut down his barbershop and says he, he'll shut it down when Jesus returns. That's what we need going on in this country. The um, tri- tribes here in San Diego, and so basically San Diego came out today and said basically they're going to follow these guidelines. Nothing new there. What is interesting, DJ Carrot Sticks for San Diego, is the eight tribes here in San Diego that have casinos, they told Newsom and Greg Cox from San Diego County on Friday that they are reopening on May 18th. They say they, as tribal officials, that they have the legal right to reopen whenever they want. They have said that they are going to, um, that they are going to follow social distancing guidelines, which they have every right to do. And I have every right to say, you know what? Any business that's going to require I wear a mask or do six feet social distancing, I can decide not to, not to go to. That's the way it should be. Oh, there is an update on San Diego. San Diego is saying that they're not opening any restaurants or bars at this point, although they don't meet the guidelines anyway because we, we had you know 15 more deaths in the past month. In San Diego, we have had, let me give you a couple quick stats before we go to Wayne Allen Root. Latest breaking numbers in San Diego, out of 3.3 million residents, in the past three and a half months, we've had 5,161 total cases, total positives. That is .00156 of the population. 190 deaths, and we know that this is inflated because we know, for example, that some of, the, some of these deaths didn't even occur in San Diego County and weren't even tested at the point in which they claimed this. We also know that, that uh, many were involving nursing homes. Uh, there's, there's issues with the numbers. But still, let's say all 190 were actually COVID. That's point zero 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 five percent of the population. This is about nothing but people control, nothing about a Marxist takeover. And when we talked to Wayne Allen Root about what the Democrats are trying to do and Nancy Pelosi with their latest $3 trillion bill, you're going to get the point. 
Stay tuned. Wayne Allen Roots next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I stand corrected. Evidently, there is an outside museum in the state of California. Good news! Gavin Newsom's decided to reopen the outside museums. So for all of you who have been desperate to go to the Purifoy Purifoy Outdoor Desert Museum, you're just in time to go see it as it heats up to about 125 degrees. Enjoy. Wear lots of sunscreen. Uh, well, but you know what? If you're hiding behind a mask in 125 degrees, then maybe just make sure you put some, some sunscreen on your eyeballs. Uh, speaking of 125 degrees in the desert, joining me now, it's been way too long, and I'm so glad to have him back tonight. It's my buddy Wayne Allen Root, Root for America. He's got an amazing show that y'all must be watching on uh, Newsmax. It's the Wayne Allen Root Show, and of course, he's got the uber-successful nationally syndicated radio show on USA Radio Network, and he joins me now. Wayne Allen Root, welcome back to the show. Andrea, how are you? I'm good. <clears throat> Super excited to have you back because we're going to split it up, baby. We're going to talk about... Uh, two different coup attempts. We're going to talk about uh, the Obamagate coup, and we're also going to talk about the Fauci-gate coup. Which one you want to start with? Uh, anyone you want. You shoot. Go ahead. Well, let's start with uh, Obamagate, because I, I want to make sure we, because if we go off too much on this Fauci-gate, I might not leave enough room for it. And I know that uh, you were one, I think you coined the term Obamagate like three years ago. And we don't have time to we don't have time to get in all the details of it. But I said on my show last night, this is far worse than Watergate. Watergate involved, you know, a few bungling idiots trying to spy. We're talking about manufacturing evidence to unseat a free and fairly elected president of the United States and using the full force and weaponization of the United States to target political rivals and destroy them criminally, personally, professionally, financially. Well, you know, the, the first guy who knew what, what Obama had done and knew what a bad guy he was, you know, well, behind that smile and that facade of bullspit, uh, you know, I'm the greatest guy in the world and I'm the first black president and it's the most transparent presidency and I'm the greatest guy in the world and I got the great wife, Michelle, and the beautiful kids and the dog, Bo. Behind all that crap and those lies, behind that facade was always the real Obama. And I knew who the real Obama was because... Literally, he was my college classmate at Columbia University. And you say, wow, was he a bad guy then? No, I didn't know him. Never heard of him, never met him, never saw him. There's something wrong with his whole story. I said from day one, he's like the Manchurian candidate. He's rancid. Something's wrong. We all got scammed. I never knew what it was, but he was never at Columbia. And it wasn't because I didn't see him there, even though I thought I knew every single person at Columbia, Andrea, especially in the political science department. And pre-law, maybe 100 people never met him, never saw him in four years. And yet he says he graduated on the same day as me, with the same majors as me, pre-law and political science. So I was a guy who went out there in 2009 when he got elected, and in every interview I did to talk about how terrible you know, his ultra-liberal socialist policies were, it eventually got back to, hey, by the way, aren't you his college classmate? And I said to everyone in every interview, all I do is ever tell the truth. You can't get in trouble for telling the truth. I didn't say he was a bad guy. Never met him. I said, never met him, never saw him, never heard of him. My college classmate, same major, and yet never saw him and interviewed as a journalist. I went out and interviewed almost every kid in the class of 1983, and nobody 
anyone, not one of them, ever saw him, ever heard of him, ever met him. So something's wrong. We don't know him. Okay, so all of this goes on and transpires, and I do a lot of interviews. Every time I'm asked, what did you think of your college classmate? I don't know. Never saw him. Never heard of him. Never met him. Don't know anyone who met him. Well, Obama, obviously, I must have gotten under his skin. He got annoyed at this, and he sixed the IRS on me. Now, folks, I don't care what you think about Wayne Root. If you're a liberal, you hate what I'm saying. You're not allowed as a president to use the power of a government agency to destroy a critic including your college classmate, even if you're annoyed that he's saying he never saw you, never heard of you, never met you, and he's questioning your college background. You can't use the IRS to destroy a critic. And if you do, then how come it's okay Richard Nixon did it? No one thought it was okay. It was the second article of impeachment against Nixon that he used the IRS to try and destroy his critics. So Trump, uh, excuse me, so Obama does it. Can you imagine Trump getting away with using the IRS to destroy, say, Al Sharpton or the head of a, uh, of a Islamic organization or a big shot liberal in Congress? Can you even imagine Trump using the IRS to destroy some black liberal? I mean, my God, that would be the end of Trump's presidency in an hour. Well, it, you so know, they tried to, they tried to get rid of Trump because he said to do it on a, a foreign leader. Hey, how about we use that reciprocity deal we got going on right now in terms of routing out corruption? And that got him impeached. Carry on. Right. So, so just I knew that he was a bad guy. I knew that Obama was rotten to the core. I knew he was rancid because he used the IRS to try and destroy my life. And I also knew that because I talked about this in the media day and night about the IRS coming after me when I'd done nothing wrong and that I was cleared of, of doing nothing wrong. And I talked about this day and night, Andrea, in the media. I started to get emails from hundreds of people around the country who said, Mr. Root, I saw you on Fox News. Mr. Root, I heard you on this. I heard you on that. I heard you on Andrew's show. And I have never been audited in my whole life by the IRS, Mr. Root, but then I wrote a $4,000 check to Mitt Romney, and three weeks later, an IRS audit notice came. And I got hundreds of these, Andrea, so I know that Obama had a, literally, a conspiracy, a concerted effort to go after everyone who wrote to major donations to Mitt Romney's presidential campaign. They tried to destroy all the people who funded Republican causes. And, and so I know what a bad guy this guy is. Mm-hmm. He was reelected by committing crime after crime after crime. So my theory has been and continues to be that Obama said, hey, Hillary, here's Secretary of State. I'm president. I've got to remain clean as clean. But you've got to go around the world and literally extort world leaders and world corporate CEOs and get them to give billions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation, which is located offshore, even though it's a charity and owes no taxes. Why would you locate a charity that owes no taxes offshore unless the money coming in is all dirty? So you've got the perfect vehicle to steal money from all, and extort money from all over the world on behalf of Joe Biden, me, John Kerry. All of us are going to get rich, and we're going to run it all through your offshore company called the Clinton Foundation. And I have no doubt they did all this. They all made a fortune. Don't think the Iran Treaty didn't make John Kerry hundreds of millions in bribes. And, and all of it got kicked back to the copy de tutti, uh, Barack Obama, the head of the Obama crime family. And so now... They assume Hillary's going to be elected as president, and it's all, their tracks are all covered. But instead, their tracks aren't covered, because Trump looks like he might win, and then he wins. Now they're all going to go to prison. It's all going to be uncovered. The spying on Trump, the bad stuff they did, the, the bribes in Ukraine and China to the Biden family and to John Kerry in Iran, it's all going to get uncovered, and it all goes back to Obama. And he oversaw and coordinated all of it, Andrea. It sure as I'm standing here. So now they decide... A, we got to spy on Trump to make sure he never becomes president. Anything we find out we give to Hillary, she'll win with it. 
And when he does get elected, despite all that, now we've got to do a coup and take this guy yeah. out and destroy him and General Flynn and everyone around him. Yeah. That's what this was all about from day one, and that's why all of them got to go down. And I think they're all going to go down now. I think they will. I don't think that Obama will. I don't think that we're a nation. That's, that, no, Probably but not. I think but I think that there's a really good chance that Jim Comey is going to go down. Richard Grinnell today delivered the unclassified names of those who were unmasked by the Obama administration. It'll be interesting to find out uh, who, who that was um, besides I General you, Flynn. I think we're certain that Comey, McCabe, Schrock, Brennan and Clapper will go down. Yes. Now, if we're smart and we have a brain, the prosecutor has a brain, you twist their arms, you threaten them with 50 years in prison, which means all of you are old enough, you'll die in prison, or you could just spend two years in prison. If you rat on Obama, twist their arm and make them go up the chain and rat on the people above them, and that's the way you land in Obama, the biggest fish of all. Will it ever happen? I don't know. I'm doubtful. I'm cynical. But I'm sure the rest of them are going to jail. That much I could tell you. we got to shift gears in the few minutes that we have left and talk about about Fauci Gate, because yeah. you are a small businessman, entrepreneur, in addition to being a phenomenal host on radio and TV, and you've built many successful businesses as well as, you know, been a, a successful publisher of books. Could you ever have predicted in your lifetime that America would con- could, uh, commit economic suicide under the guise of keeping us from catching a virus? Well, you know, I, I wrote something this morning that kind of sums everything up, and the title of it is, the Democrats' war on work. The Democrats' war on work. And they've produced a society where a majority of their voters, and maybe even a majority of voters, period, don't, they're allergic to work. They don't want to go back to work. They want to keep coronavirus in the news, keep the fear in the news, make sure the economy shut down, and make sure government sends them checks and redistributes money from the rest of us who now don't have jobs and our businesses are closed and we're going to lose everything we got. No sooner I finished writing the article, which sounds just like what I learned at Columbia University, by the way, Cloward Piven. Yes. They're carrying out Cloward Piven with coronavirus. Not, and by the way, I'm a guy who said from day one, it's not a hoax. Coronavirus is real, but so what? The Hong Kong flu was real in 1968-1969, and, and it, it killed 100,000 Americans when the population was half of what it is today, and it killed a million people around the world. We didn't shut down a single business. We didn't stop the economy. We didn't stop school. We didn't lock anyone in their homes. And get this, in the summer of 69, when it was raging at its worst, we had Woodstock. 400,000 kids got naked at sex, smoked, smoked pot, and, and dropped acid, and, and it didn't end the world when they were around each other. They never heard the term social distancing. They were all having sex with each other, strangers, orgies. How come the world didn't end? Because we had Woodstock. So this is the most absurd reaction to a terrible flu pandemic in the history of the world. And it's going to take out the world's economy. And it's going to destroy all of us, certainly in blue Democrat states like yours. When you hear Eric Garcetti today, no sooner I finish the article, Democrats' War on Work, and Eric Garcetti and his people announced they're probably going to lock down L.A. for three more months. Yeah. This is insane. This is suicide. This is literally national suicide, but certainly blue state suicide. You guys are going to lose everything you got in blue states. Because if you can't open your business for three, four, five months, there is no business that will reopen. None. That's it. So right. they're, they're all crazy people, Andrew. No question about it. Uh, what, in one, 30 seconds, I want you to tell me what sure. the Trump administration should do to force democrat states to reopen and i'm and by reopen i mean get rid of this ridiculous mind-numbingly moronic mask and six-foot distancing requirement 
Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, you know, there's not a lot you could do because we do have states' rights, but all the states are desperate for money. So, unfortunately, sadly, I'm going to tell you, the only thing you could do is to either withhold funding or be, uh, con- you know, go along with their idea for a bailout, which I hate, but they can only get the bailout money if, A, they open their economy, only if they open up their economy, otherwise you get none of it, and B, only if you kill the idea of sanctuary cities, and maybe you uh, change the idea of government pensions, which are all about to bankrupt the country anyway, and you make sure that they all have a, you know, a government retirement funded by their own money they put into the system, not by taxpayer money. If you could accomplish something like that, you could actually turn this into a positive. That's the only idea I have to force crazy, insane, reckless, out-of-control, dangerous, deep state, insane governors who are on a suicide mission. It's all about money. They're all broke. They need money. So maybe you have to, you know, withhold federal funds, or maybe you give them a carrot with the bailout or a stick, no bailout, but you get them to change the way they do business. Otherwise, we're all going down. Wayne Allen Root, yeah, that's the best idea, best suggestions I've heard of, of, of from anybody in media, and that's why everybody needs to go to RootForAmerica.com, watch Wayne Allen Root on his show on Newsmax, listen to his radio show syndicated on USA Radio Networks. Thank you for being here, Wayne Allen Root. Thanks, Andrea. God bless. You too. All right. Now, stay tuned because coming back, we got Wendy Patrick who's going to be with us. She's going to tell us everything that happened at SCOTUS today. And let me tell you, don't think that it is not relevant to what's going on. You think the Democrats haven't been trying to play a game to launch coup number four? Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Just, just in case y'all thought that all, all the revelations thanks to Sidney Powell as well as Durham and uh, A.G. Barr with the Obamagate and what went down with Flynn and all those revelations and how that's progressing. Don't think for a second or the fact that they, they didn't get, get away with the Ukraine whistleblower impeachment. Don't think for a second that the left has stopped the idea of continuing to find a crime that they could pin on President Trump and continue to do everything that they can to either stop him, remove from him from office, or to now to stop him from being reelected or after he gets reelected. In fact, I think that that's exactly what it was about today in the Supreme Court of the United States. But I could be wrong. So I brought in my favorite legal analyst and host of Live with Dr. Wendy here on Saturdays from 6 to 6.30 p.m. is legal analyst Wendy Patrick. And she joins me now. Hey, doll. Welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure, Andrea. Okay. So I think if I'm correct, and I'm not a brilliant attorney like you are, I think they actually heard... Two cases today. Let's start with the first one that had to do with my understanding is it it had to do with the constitutional showdown about the separation of powers between the White House and and, uh, Congress that they were subpoena wanted to subpoena financial records prior to being president, including his tax returns. That's right. So the court actually considered, as you pointed out, two sets of cases, and there was actually a strong possibility of a split decision. So most of the justices, at least if their phone voices can be an an indication, they appeared skeptical of the president's argument that he's totally immune from criminal investigation while he's in office. But what they were receptive to, Andrea, and this is important, because remember, the House was making the argument that they needed all this information, that in 
they needed to investigate rather than legislate. They didn't put it quite that way. But the court was receptive to the president's lawyer's arguments that that's asking for too much information that is unrelated to their legislative responsibilities. And that seems like a win for the president. And the relevance of the fact that the justices seem to be split in these areas is it is also possible that they could actually send these cases back down and basically Mm -hmm. say, hey, lower courts, we want you to relook at these cases under stricter standards. What does that mean? That means that these decisions will be kicked past November. So all of the information that's being sought on the president won't be available for voters, whether they care or not. It's a whole other other question. But they won't have that before they go to vote in November. Well, I think it was pretty clear to me that this is obviously just an extension of the Russian collusion hoax nonsense when their justification for personal personal financial records, including his adult children, going back long before he became president under the guise of this, to uh, lending so that they could address legislatively lending practices for financial institutions, as well as possible Russian money laundering. You don't need to have a sitting president's personal financial records to decide how you want to legislate and oversee financial institutions and how they're lending practices. And then when it comes to the Russian money laundering, uh, that, you know, as I think it was Gorsuch, as he put it today, which is, you know, it, it's we're not supposed to be in search of a crime here. We're supposed to be getting records and subpoenaing records on the basis of probable cause that a crime has been committed. What concerned me was Kavanaugh. I didn't like how Kavanaugh said, how can we both protect the House interest and obtain information it needs to legislate, but also protect the presidency? How can the court balance those interests? I can't, for the life of me, understand why he would think that Congress needs a, a sitting president's personal financial records to legislate. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that comment was concerning. But I'll tell you, each one of the justices had comments one way or another. But sometimes there were surprises where you would have a literal, a liberal judge saying something that seems very conservative. And as you pointed out, vice versa. But at the end of the day, Andrea, the president's taxes are not a kitchen table issue for most voters. Right. They're concerned about the economy, layoffs, jobs, school, education. They have kids that are graduating remotely. Some people cannot telework. What is or isn't in the president's tax returns just doesn't matter to most voters. So then you also have the the argument, well, given that, and you put that as a backdrop, does it really matter what the court rules? Well, we, you know, people like us are very interested, we're interested in the questions mm-hmm. from the justices and the machinations. Let me give you something that our colleague here on The Answer, Jay Seculo, pointed out today. One of the things he pointed out is it was the same subpoenas to the same custodians for the same records, both civilly and criminally. And you got to wonder whether or not that's a good look, because does that fuel the argument that many people are saying, you know, is this like you put it, it's just trying to find something to pin on the president? Mm-hmm. Or is this, in fact, legitimate information being sought for legitimate purposes? We don't know. All we can do is look circumstantially at what's being sought and for what purpose. And you got to believe the Supreme Court had that in the back of their minds as well. Well, yeah, because when you're looking at his adult children, personal financial records involving his adult children, not on the basis 
basis of any probable cause. But if we're going to have, uh, if we're going to have the standard being that that the sitting president needs to uh, produce all of this fin- past financial records, including his children, in order to make sure, because I think the the House Democrats lawyer was saying that you know this has to do with whether or not you know a president basically could be could be blackmailed or be subject to some type of you know in pressure, uh, then then we would need Biden's records too because he's running for office. Then we would need to apply that standard. You know, this this doesn't have anything at all to do with, and and none of that has anything at all to do with them legislating or even any oversight whatsoever because there's no there's not supposed to be oversight retroactively to a sitting president and his children what they did 10 years before before he took office so to me the best predictor if if we want to if in, in order for us to understand their intent here from the democrats we only need to look at everything that we've learned so far with the democrat party and their deep state operatives in terms of the the illegal use of the federal government the FBI and the DOJ lying to courts illegal spying and surveillance operations, targeting individuals like Mike Flynn with illegal uh, means and, and targeting him and literally writing down, hey, what's our goal here today to get him prosecuted? We can look at the whistleblower in which they spied and broke all kinds of protocols and even some would say laws in the course of that whistleblower, even changing the whistleblower statute to accommodate, trying to take him down in which he did absolutely nothing wrong. So I think we can assume here that this is just more of the same, but I'll allow you to wrap it up with a final thought, Wendy. I think that your analysis is spot on. Is it oversight or overreach? And in answering that question, let me add one more, uh, one more log to the fire. And that is this. In, in law, we hate what we call slippery slopes. If you can gain this information about the president, as you point out, why not other political candidates? And why not the children, the spouse, the, the extended family of the president? How far do we go to say that now all of that is relevant and isn't that doesn't that strike fear into the heart of normal Americans, average Americans, never knowing when their financial records or their medical records, how far we can extend it, might become interesting to somebody seeking that information. Good so point. those are the arguments that are made by the other side, and we'll just add those out there for the, for further analysis for another day. Yeah, well, that's a really good point, because I think it also, in part of this, it stokes fear in the hearts of anybody. It's, it suppresses anybody who might want to run for office. You know, yes, because, yeah, because you're going to ha- you're going to have the Democrat Party poking around your underwear drawer and doing a doing a proctology exam <laughs> over over going back to college, you know, whether or not you might have bought some beer, you know, with a phony ID back in the day. Not that we did that, Ma, if you're listening. Hey, Wendy, tell everybody it's, quickly. It's just. If the Justice Kavanaugh hearing wasn't exactly what you just said on full display, I don't know what was. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad there wasn't smartphones around when I was in college going to Mardi Gras. Tell everybody how they can hear your show and what it's about on Saturdays. It's Saturday at 6 p.m., 6 to 6.30. It's called Live with Dr. Wendy. Headline streamlined, as we always say, substance seasoned with salt. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. All right, now we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to delve into, speaking of doing a, a little deep dive, a little proctology exam, we're going to get a little bit into this uh, $3 trillion Pelosi plan, as well as a couple of other items. And so don't go away. We've got more Andrea K. Show coming up, 888-344-1170, if you want to get in on it. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. If you're watching on Facebook, I'm holding up a little pill bottle. 
It's actually not my balance of nature. I'll tell you about that in a second. It's actually, it's called Trumpalax. We got this delivered uh, to the station yesterday from someone named B.A. Conservative. So we're going to track him down. We're going to track you down, Be a Conservative, and get you on the show. I love this so much. It says, extra strength, Trumpalax. It says, for Trump derangement syndrome, dissolve one tablet. They're super extra sour candies. Dissolve one tablet in your mouth each time you experience stress or anxiety from Trump derangement syndrome, TDS. If you experience a sour taste, continue using until you experience the sweet, sweet taste of conservatism. Uh, avoid situations and conversations involving the wall, the economy, fake news, Republicans and Republican policies, Russia, 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 Fox News, impeachment and global warming. I mean, the details down on this label this is pretty fabulous. So thank you. Um, thank you uh, from be a conservative, I think. So this is absolutely. Oh, a warning. Small objects like candy may inadvertently become. Loosed in the, in the throat, uh, not for children. Okay, that's an actual series. <laughs> that's an actual real series. <laughs> Warning on the side. That wasn't meant to be funny. Neither is this. Seriously, I am feeling better, sleeping better, have more energy than I have in years since I started taking my balance in nature. That ain't no joke. Let me tell you, and I know it's because I'm finally getting those fruits and veggies that I'm never going to eat on my own. Okay, I do eat my roasted green beans pretty much every night. That's my thing or my roasted carrots. Otherwise, that's the extent of my fruits and veggies. I take my balance in nature. I get it, it, 30, I think it's 30 for serving, uh, 10 servings or of 10 servings of 30 fruits and vegetables a day. My energy is better. I'm able to, I'm back into my workout game or I will be after my fall. And if you want to, uh, you know, give it a try. They've got these health coaches there for you. They can work you through it and determine the best plan for you. Right now, they've got free shipping, 35% off on any preferred order. So give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use the discount code HEALTH, H-E-L-T-H. I heard a doctor today on another show. I don't even remember what show I was listening to because I listen to so much media throughout the day. And he said, look, this thing about coronavirus, he goes, it's not about a virus. He said, you know what this is about? He says it's about an immune system. And the way that this virus, what happens is you've got a compromised, and I'm not saying that this is going to stop you from getting the coronavirus. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm reminded now of what's going on with the coronavirus. Is he said, this, the coronavirus, this is a doctor. See, Fauci hasn't seen a patient in 20 years. Fauci's a politician. He was an actual doctor treating coronavirus patients all day long. And he said, look, this isn't about a virus. This is about an immune system. And 90 something percent, He's like, yeah, you'll hear some what's called an outlier in statistics of some young person who dies from it with no comorbidity, but that's an outlier. 90-something percent are seniors. 90-something percent of them have multiple comorbidities, or even if it's a younger person who dies, it's because they've got some type of seriously compromised immune system. So you you got to be working on boosting your immune system. That's the answer. Speaking of Fauci, he spoke before Congress today, and um, there was a, one website that was playing the audio, and it just had so much pop-up. So I can't really pull the audio for you because it was just driving me crazy with pop-up. But Dr. Rand Paul took it to that little phony Fauci today and is like, look, dude, okay, there ain't nothing that you predicted so far that has been right. You've been wrong on all accounts. And you are not the end-all, be-all. So you're not the decider-in-chief who gets to decide when we reopen this country. Okay. And Fauci about looked like he had been eating a whole jar of these Trump derangement syndrome sour candies. 
That was a look on his face, okay? But thank you, Rand Paul, for saying it. Because there's many doctors all across this country, some of whom have gone before Congress, who are practicing physicians like the two out of Bakersfield, epidemiologists like John Ioannidis out of Stanford who have said, this is about a compromised immune system. This is about, this is not a general population pandemic. Masks are only making people sick. There's nothing scientific about or anecdotal to support six-foot distancing. There's nothing that's going on with these lockdowns that makes sense. We must reopen America. And what was Fauci pushing today? We can't even, he even admitted that the death rate for children is pretty zero and yet he's still pushing for schools to be closed into the fall which jacks up any business owner who might be allowed to reopen in the state of california or or anywhere else so then sure enough on the heels of that guess what was announced today with the california state university system dj carrot sticks what all 23 i usually save the school topics for bob walters for my friday segments with bob but I had to share this with you guys today because this is the extent that I don't care if they try to dangle some carrot to you like Gavin Newsom did to try to pretend, to pretend today that they were loosening. They aren't loosening a thing. They are tightening the grip on our necks in this, in this state and across the country for power. California State University campuses, all 23 have said that in the fall, they're going to continue to be online. And of course, ain't nobody going to get a dime back of taxpayer money spent for any of these schools at any level that are going to continue online into the fall. 39% of all deaths in this country, I think it might even be 39% of all cases and deaths in this country were in nursing homes. And many of those nursing home patients are a result of sick seniors being sent to nursing homes. You couldn't go visit a family member in a nursing home if you were healthy, but that's where they were sending the six seniors to nursing homes. 66% of all patients, the hotspotted New York City, were people that were following stay-at-home stay orders, including nursing home people. This is about seniors and those with serious comorbidity. There is no excuse for us to stay closed. Fauci needs to be fired. Trump needs to stop listening to Fauci. We are dying economically in this country. There was an article that came out today where a doctor said, we need to be looking at lockdown deaths and calling them lockdown deaths. We will have far more people dying from the lockdown. There was one article I posted on Facebook today. There was a woman who who went blind because she didn't get her checkup for her eyes and she had macular degeneration. There are people dying from cancer because they didn't get their cancer surgeries. Meanwhile, we got hospitals laying off nurses everywhere. And because they have committed economic suicide on this country, now the Democrats with Nancy Pelosi are coming out saying we need more, more, more federal dollars, more. We need to pick the pockets of taxpayers with now three trillion dollars, which includes more of everything you've already seen, plus checks going to illegals. This is Cloward Piven. What Wayne Allen Root didn't share at the beginning was what Cloward Piven is about. It is about the plan to intentionally destroy the economy by breaking the back of the businesses, breaking the backs of the enterprise system, forcing people into dependency to where they have no choice but to depend on the government. But eventually, since the government doesn't make anything, it eventually destroys the entire government. And the only people left that aren't starving are the people at the very top, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Barack Obama's. And that is what, what is going on today. And, it, and, and last night's show, John Guendola said, the Calvary is not coming. It is up to the citizens. And we must do what we can do to take our country back and our states back. If we all do, if we all do it, then w- what can they do?
We all need to be like those, like these restaurants in Texas. There's a rest, restaurants in Texas who said, I'm reopening and my employees are not allowed to wear a mask. You want to work here? You, you're not going to be allowed to wear a mask. Anyway, we're going to have, speaking of masks, we've got a specialist on tomorrow night to talk about that. So come on back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.